Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. My name is John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. This is episode 213. Lucky 213, right? I'm not superstitious. Well, there's no no need to be superstitious, right? <laughs> and so this is 213, and I'm going to tell you about a compliment that I got yesterday, and it's probably the neatest compliment you could receive. Now, first of all, I I sound like I'm bragging on myself, so please forgive me, okay? I don't mean that in any way, but I had a person send me an email and ask me a question and I answered their question and they're not one of my students, believe it or not. And, um, they wrote me back and said, thank you. I posted this on my Instagram. You can read exactly what they said, but they said, thank you. I'm having a difficult time passing the national exam. And the person at the testing agency said, Go to John Mayfield's YouTube channel. He's helped tons of people pass the real estate exam. <laughs> and so I thought, that is cool. When the testing agency recommends, and I know they're probably not supposed to say that, so I hope I don't get anybody in trouble. But And, and they didn't say, go take my school. They just said, go check out his YouTube channel. So that was cool, and I, I thought that was neat. You know, I've been selling real estate since 1978 at the age of 18. I started teaching real estate classes in 1987, really got burned out in the 2001 or two. My dad passed away and just, I was teaching real estate so much and I needed a break and I do a lot of technology training and I was just getting more and more requests for technology training and that was fun back in 2002 and three. A lot of people didn't know how to use digital cameras or we had Palm Pilots and, you know, and I just would go around and show people how to use the MLS and I still do that today. So I kind of walked away from pre-licensed real estate, still did some continuing education and um, had a friend of mine named Harry. I had sent a lot of people to real estate, online real estate schools and unfortunately, I just wasn't getting people that would finish. And so I had a friend of mine, Harry, and I referred Harry to a school. And uh, I saw Harry at the grocery store, and Harry said, John, I just couldn't finish it. He said, it was just a bunch of reading and clicking your mouse. And um, when I left, it was Country Mart, County Mart or Country Mart. They, they call it Country Mart, the grocery store in one town and in my town, I think they call it County Mart. I can't remember which one it is. It's called Harps now. <laughs> so, But when I left the grocery store and I got in my car, this is a true story, I looked in the rearview mirror and I said, John Mayfield, you're going to put your pre-licensed real estate school online. Now, my wife had been telling me to do this for a number of months she had been seeing some educational things I was creating for some other groups. And she said, you need to put your real estate school online. And I said, I just don't really want to do that. And um, so I said I was going to do that that day. And I 
luckily found on an old hard drive in a box in my basement, all of my real estate school stuff. And that was about this time in June, and I started putting it all back together. And by January 17th, I still remember the date, 2017, we were approved. I think you can go back on my Facebook feed and find my post I did saying, hey, we're, we're approved. But I'm telling you that story for one reason. I First of all, I found I have a love for pre-licensed real estate. And I knew I always did because I taught it for so long. And I needed, I guess, a break from it. But I really try to bring education to a level that people understand. And I don't, and I'm not saying that to try to brag or anything to that degree, but I've just been blessed with that gift. And I, I think that's why with technology, I have always been very fortunate to have groups and organizations who've hired me to do technology training because they, they just like the way that I present the material. So I hope that the way I present this material is effective for you and will help you pass a real estate test. And I know I'm rambling and I'm looking down thinking, John, you're at five minutes and 18 seconds and you've not even talked about what they need to know today. But that's okay. You're in your car, you're going for a walk, and hopefully you're getting to know me a little bit better. But I am going through the detailed content outline and I'm trying to figure out for you how I can present material in a fashion and a format that you will be able to pass the test. So my team and I were talking and we said, you know what, we need to take this detailed content outline and we just need to dive through it and and just go through it so people can know what's on the examination. So we've been talking about real versus personal property and conveyances. I've told you personal property, also called chattel, also called personality, you use a bill of sale to transfer personal property. A trade fixture is also considered personal property. It's owned by the tenant, the lessee, and it can be removed prior to the expiration of the lease. Otherwise, the landlord, the lessor, gets to keep it. We call that, if that happens, a session. We talked about land equals the natural items, real estate equals natural plus man-made, and real property is land, natural, real estate, man-made, and your bundle of legal rights. So if you see the terminologies, what's the definition of land? Just think natural. What's the definition of real estate? Think natural and man-made. What's the definition of real property by itself? Well, it's the definition of land plus real estate plus your bundle of legal rights, okay? And we studied that Real property conveyances can be done um, horizontally and and your rights run vertically. You own to the center of the earth out into the sky, but if you want to build a condominium on the ocean and sell off blocks of air through a legal description, you can do that, which would be a meets and bounds legal description, which we're going to talk about on the next podcast. But there's one other item in this little section that you need to know. You're going to have two questions from this all this stuff I've been going through. And that is, how do the courts determine if an item's real property or if it's personal property? 
And so that we use an acronym. An acronym is when you have a word and each of the letters represent a word that will help you remember what that acronym is about. So how do the courts determine if an item is real property or personal property? Well, personal property, it's movable, right? But the courts will use, and here's the acronym, MADE, M-A-I-D, the method of attachment, the adaptation of the article, how does it adapt to the real estate, the intention of the parties, and did agreement, did an agreement exist? Was it on the contract? So sometimes you, you know, one question recently was, um, talked about an heirloom cast iron bench. Would that stay with the property or not? Wow, that's a, see the application and analysis. So it's an heirloom, right? (laughs) It's a cast iron, so it's like heavy and it's a bench. But first of all, is it movable? Sure it is. It might be heavy, but it's movable. How is the adaptation of the article? In other words, in my backyard, I have a koi pond that we put in a number of years ago, and we have a gazebo at the end of the koi pond. You'd never know that gazebo was just sitting there on the ground, you know, some uh, treated lumber or logs, concrete blocks, I think. It's not attached to anything. You could pick that gazebo up, put it on a trailer, and haul it off. But the courts might say, yes, John, but... That adapted to that koi pond in such a way that just like the big bird fountain out in front of the house probably would be a fixture because of the way it adapted to the real estate surroundings. Does that make sense? So what was the intention of the parties and did an agreement exist? So they're using this word heirloom cast iron bench, and you really have to read that question carefully and look at it and don't get pulled off to the side because, well, it's cast iron. That's going to be real heavy. You couldn't move that. No, it's movable. And heirloom, you know, like it has some family history, but if it's not stated on the contract might need to stay. So I don't know all the other specifics on that question, but can you see how they're going to want you to apply that information? So read the question, read it carefully, and answer it the way it's being presented. And when you do that, you will do just fine. So don't forget, made, M-A-I- D, that's how the courts will determine if an item is real property or if it's personal property. Method of attachment, adaptation of the article, intention of the parties, and did an agreement exist? Curtain rods. 
they're attached to the property, right? Draperies, they're movable. They're not attached. So you got to look at all of these questions and look at everything and you'll do just fine. Okay. So I know this was a long extended podcast. Um, I hope that's okay. Hey, it's fun to be different from time to time. And, and, uh, but hopefully you learn something that will help you pass the real estate examination on the first attempt. And so maybe more testing agencies will say, go to John Mayfield's podcast or YouTube. That's what we want, right? But I want you to go to globalrealestateschool.com and be sure and tell others about us. We'd love for you to give us some likes and five-star reviews and subscribe and, and tell others, globalrealestateschool.com or myrealestateexamcoach.com. Hey, go out and make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Global Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.